Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. So we're going to talk about the winter solstice today. Lovely. I know. We're literally one week after the fall solstice and we're already pre-recording the winter solstice. So that's Mm -hmm. another thing our listeners really need to appreciate is Uh like how much work and planning and stuff we put into all of this. Well, then they probably don't realize how when we say stuff like, oh my gosh, it was like 80 degrees outside (laughs) and then it airs on December 21st. They're like, where in the hell does she live? (laughs) Better they look outside and they're like, it's not 80 here. What the hell are you talking (laughs) about? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was actually thinking about it today as like as I was putting together all of the episodes that we have that still need to be edited and the episodes we're going to be recording this week and stuff. I'm like, we only have four left for the year. Wow. And we've done the whole damn year. Yeah. That, you know, when I was writing my stuff for the winter solstice recording today, I decided to do a winter solstice class. Normally our Tuesday night class is a beginner class that works out perfect. And so we're going to do, and I was writing what I'm going to do today. So I'm going to do some rituals that go along with the winter solstice that I'll mention in a minute. Then we'll do some yoga. I'm kind of excited. That sounds like a blast. I know. I'm pretty excited about it. Did you know you want to come? I do. Okay. Get on down here, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Uh, We just announced a kind of fun, a Christian yoga series. Now this is going to be- This is going to be, it's going to be done by the time this airs, but I put it out on the email on Saturday morning and we already had six purchases by the end of Sunday. And I haven't even hung the signs at the studio or done a second announcement. That was just the first email. So it's definitely a go. People are digging it. That is awesome. Lauren has been wanting to do a Christian yoga series at our studio. I just, you know, we try to keep politics and religion completely out of the studio. So I've always been a little leery, but that's good to know. I mean, I, I would I would say 99% of the people that come to the studio or Chris, studio are Christian, but we just generally keep it out. But that's honest. I don't have to think about that. I have to... Uh, send her a text on it. Yes. I mean, I feel like in our studio, we do, you know, hopefully a good job about keeping it, you know, neutral on all grounds, politics, you know, gender, race, you know, I hope that we keep it all Mm -hmm. neutral. And I hope that people feel like we really, you know, strive for that. But we thought as long as this is something separate, and people can choose it, you know, on their own, like it's not a requirement. We're not saying that the classes have to be that way. We're just saying that, you know, if this is something you would like to do so far it seems widely accepted i think that's awesome yeah yeah i think that's awesome we may just have to be copycats i like it when you you. copycat highest (laughs) highest form of compliments okay so winter solstice winter solstice winter solstice and i did not write this down but generally i'm trying to remember the exact days normally it falls somewhere between the 20th and the 23rd and this year it's on the 21st did you know it was also called the high vernal uh, solstice? Mm-mm. I didn't know that, but it makes sense because you know animals hibernate, so hibernal solstice. Huh. I know, and it occurs when either of the Earth's poles reach 
it's maximum tilt away from the sun. And so it's, it's short- cold as hell. Uh-huh. It's a cold, it's the shortest day of the year, and it happens twice a year in each hemisphere. It's astronomically marks the beginning of lengthening days and shortening nights. Oh, yeah. cool. Speaking of astrology, did you happen to know that as of right now, we're Mercury retrograde until like <gasps> the 18th of October? And so it says, it tells you if you are having things with people, this is not the time to bring it up because it could blow up and then turn out to be worse than it is. So they tell you to literally wait just a couple more weeks and then think about how to present it so that it doesn't blow up. So we're in Mercury retrograde. And I think it's like in Libra at its most, which Libra is like relationships and yeah. Wow. I did not know that. In fact, I'm gonna have to tell Lauren that because she's Um, been about ready to blow lately. (laughs) Yeah. And and it tells you don't, I should read it to you because it was really specific. And I was like, Oh, wow. That kind of explains all kinds of things because I was like, literally on my own about to blow. Oh, well, Lauren's only about to blow because she's selling her one of her house and the buyer is just not being not being an easy purchaser yeah (laughs) that's a bummer so mercury retrograde in libra until october 18th so it says think twice it's got little zip up on the mouth emoji wow it says think twice before you speak post or press send with communication planet mercury backing through deliberate fair-minded libra your judgment could be skewed for the next few weeks avoid jumping or even walking to conclusions before you have all the facts follow the golden rule if you wouldn't want someone to say it to you don't let it come out of your mouth mercury's retreat through libra the sign of romantic partnership could get people wistful for the one that got away but easy does it hindsight won't be 2020 while mercury's in reverse until october 18 glossing over problems practically guarantees that they'll be back to haunt you don't kid yourself into thinking that you can work on a friendship with someone who shredded your ego your heart or both certainly this is not the time to go testing those waters especially if you've got a good thing going on with someone else this is the good part proof your beautiful bond by filling the shared calendar with nostalgic experiences visit the place where you first kissed make a playlist of your favorite songs over the year and slow dance in the living room triggering the honeymoon phase might just flood you with sensations you forgot you could feel oh wow i love that if that sounds like that was in a book if you could screenshot that and send that to me i'd love it so much it's actually my favorite (gasps) like on on facebook it's called the astro twins back to winter solstice the the reason why we kind of bring up astrology and the likes is because obviously solstices are based on moon phases it's based on the shifting of the earth it's based on our angle to the sun it's very gravitational and it Mm -hmm. definitely has huge effects on not just people Mm -hmm. but the change of the whole planet like the whole planet goes into a shift whether it's dropping all of their leaves and becoming bare or like Mm -hmm. you say hibernal and in this case even you know like the vegetation that comes out of the garden at this time of year is all root vegetables this is when all the vegetables show up Mm -hmm. this is when we get real earthy and then we pack up for the winter and we we go and we turn more kappa yeah and we curl up on the couch and we watch the fire and we snuggle in 
in. I love winter so much. I really, I, I like all the seasons and I'm always ready for all of them. So I, I don't mind it. I do. I have to say though, I always dislike the shorter days. Oh yeah. Though, you know, but only in the biggest reason, because I have to drive home. And so do you from the studio late and it's, you know, dark, dark, dark. And I don't like that. Too yeah, much. I, I do not love that the days get so short that it's dark when I leave for work and dark when I come oh, home from work. Exactly. Yeah, it's like the when it is light, I don't get to be outside. I'm stuck mm-hmm. in an office or in a cubicle. I don't love right. that. 100%. No. And this is why people suffer so much. So this is mm-hmm. kind of where we're going to come up with all these things that people can do because sad becomes very important. Yes, yeah. seasonal affect disorder. Yeah. Depression goes on the rise. All kinds. Mm-hmm kinds of things pop up in the winter. And, you know, for those of us who follow daylight savings time, that shift can be a really big shift moving ahead an hour. And, you know, just in general, it's like jet lag on steroids. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm laughing. But I have to do, I have to say I sleep better in the winter because my mind and my body is like, it's dark. It's nighttime. Let's start getting ready for bed. So mentally and physically, I am ready for bed easier in the summer when it's not getting you know, dark until 930, it'll take me a long time to unwind enough to fall asleep. Yeah, that is 100% the kapha nature of winter Mm -hmm. is that really sedentary, that really calm, that really grounded sort of, you know, sentiments. But also you'll notice that the difference in temperature and air Mm -hmm. quality, it's thinner, it's different, it's cooler, it's crisper. And when you go outside in the winter, you take in a couple of few big breaths and all of a sudden you're like, ooh, like it changes your whole body temperature and the light. Do you know what solstice literally means? Tell me. It comes from the Latin word sol for sun and cistern, meaning to stand still. So it's the point where the sun appears to either reach its highest or lowest point in the sky in that year. And it's when the sun appears to stand still. Hmm. That's really cool to hear. I thought it was pretty neat. And the ancient astrologers came up with that. Like I would have literally just said it's one of the four changes in the seasons. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I mean, I'm sure that I somewhere knew that there was something bigger to it, but I would have just gone with the easy answer. So I like your answer. (laughs) (laughs) And did you know that the winter solstice lasts for eight hours and 48 minutes? Oh, that's pretty specific. I know. And it's 38 seconds shorter than the summer solstice. Oh, that's a fun tidbit. <laughs> I know. It's like snap. Oh, that's interesting. It's even more specific. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so, you know, we keep talking about kapha time and it being sedentary. We should probably just give just a little notice mm-hmm. that what we're referring to is the ancient science of life and body and technology that came out of Eastern medicine. And Ayurveda is that science. And in Ayurveda, there is actually an entire like cycle that it follows even hourly in the day, daily in the week, weekly in the month, and then monthly in the seasons and the seasons in the year. And it's a very intelligent science because mm-hmm. it's also telling us, you know, how to eat, how to work our bodies, and how to combat that sort of 
you know, winter phase because we want to be careful to protect ourselves from things like sad. We want to be careful to protect ourselves from, you know, gaining 20 pounds over the winter because mm-hmm. we're not doing enough you know, we don't get to be outside as much or walk, you know, or whatever. It's one of those things where that intelligent Ayurvedic science is really cool because one, they tell us, Mm -hmm. you know, to be eating what's coming out of the earth. And in the winter, at least in Minnesota, nothing's coming out of the earth. (laughs) (laughs) But if you've planned well over the summer and the fall and you've done all your harvesting at fall solstice and canning and keeping all of that stuff and sharing with community and freezing food and things, that you can still eat those healthy things that come out of the earth and still stay away from heavily processed food. So you can still manage to still eat off of the land per se, Mm -hmm. but it Mm -hmm. does come in the form of root vegetable squash and, you know, those warmer foods. Mm -hmm. All those things that we enjoy so much that time of the year. Yeah. One thing you mentioned earlier, and I actually have an answer for you because I looked it up. You said, well, then why does it get colder? in the, you know, after the winter solstice, I actually have the answer. Do you want to know? Mm -hmm. Okay. So even though the days are getting shorter after the summer solstice, the earth cools slowly, giving us a summer heat lag and consequently hot Julys and Augusts. An opposite heat lag occurs after the shortest day of the year, resulting in cold winters as heating of the earth slowly ramps up as the days lengthen. Which is why our Januaries are so freaking cold. (laughs) Yep. Yep, there you go. So I, you and I were talking about the four seasons, and I think you and I both agree we really do love all of our seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could go down and list all the positives and negatives of each of them, but usually I'm I'm a firm believer in this is why I love Minnesota, because we have big swings, mm-hmm. right? And so there's just this lovely sensation, and people are like, yeah, but I don't love the cold. And I'm like, yeah, but the snow is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And when it blankets the earth, like there's just this feeling of, oh, it's my mm-hmm. time to be inside and have mm-hmm. soup and snuggle and, you know, wear my mittens and my cute stocking hat uh-huh. kind of thing. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's the mentality. And I know there are a lot, a lot of people in Minnesota who don't agree with that. They're all snowbirds and they leave the state and they can yeah. like, that's great. But I grew up doing winter sports. I skied, I snowmobiled, like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we did. And so those winter sports are still what make me happy. And even though my knees don't allow me to ski, I still love to go with my family family while they ski and I sit Mm -hmm. in the chalet and read a book and sit by the fire, Uh right? It's still a lovely place to Mm -hmm. be. And it's still that beautiful season. But I don't know, to me, winter solstice and winter time is just such a clean time. It's just such a pure time. It's like when, you know, fall, everything it's falling off the trees. Everything's dying. We're letting go of all the crap we've carried around all year. And winter solstice to me starts a time of just cleansing. It's like, in my mind, it's like Houdini. After mm-hmm. everything dies, the blanket is dropped. And then in the spring, voila. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. I love, I love that analogy. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, and like it's like magic. A- and because you can't be as 
busy outside, it's a really good time to kind of go inward. And that's a, that's really hard for a lot of people because it the winter solstice falls right before Christmas. A lot of people do struggle uh, with the holidays because of bad memories or they miss people that can't be with them and they just have a hard time or things don't turn out their Hallmark version of what it should be. So taking some time and really recognizing the winter solstice that day and using that as a time to decide you're going to go inward and, you know, maybe do some rituals. And I've got, I've got a little list of a few for you, but do some rituals that will help you with that journey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also think that we, and you can give us your list here in a second, but I do also think that it's important to remind people that this is that classic, really important time to be doing a mixture of both yin yoga and your yang style, hot yoga, vinyasa yoga, because you need that hot style yoga to keep yourself active and moving during that real quiet, heavy phase. Because Mm -hmm. what brings us out of kapha is creating fire and heat and pitta. So we need that activity side in order to bring us out of the kapha. But then I think it's also important to remind people that they also need that yin side, that quiet reflection side. So winter is that really perfect time to be doing a combination of both. So maybe you do your yang style practice at a studio or, you know, wherever you're working in a community and you do that yin style practice. If you don't have a studio that does yin for you, like the amazing catfish yoga and but maybe you're maybe you're doing yin at home as part of your sadhana like we talked about in our kriya yoga episode and building a winter sadhana that's different from your spring or your summer sadhana Ooh, oh now we're on to like something that. seasonal sadhana i know you know what this is probably the first recording we've done that is why we decided to do a podcast because you say cool stuff and i'm like oh my god i've got to have that and i wrote it down and then i say something you're like oh my god you got to do that yeah well and i think that you know it just maybe to mention that is this is why we do what we do for sure, because we would sit and talk like this just as, you know, pals and buddies and talking about our mutual businesses and our mutual likes. And then mm-hmm. we'd be like, hey, you should read this book. Or we'd be like, hey, have you tried this? <laughs> and all of a sudden we're like, hey, we should be telling all kinds of people this information because it's too good to just keep between you and me. I'm- Exactly, exactly. Because we're givers. No, (laughs) that's totally it. Well, we are givers, but you know. But so one more thing just to bring up about the winter solstice. Mm -hmm. It is a really great time for community and because you forcibly aren't out walking or doing things outside where you're seeing community, you have to make efforts to say, I want to be, you have to make efforts to say you want to be with your community. So maybe you do, you know, like a dinner or like, I think of a couple things we've done as a family, like when we did our mystery dinner, or we've done a progressive dinner where we've done like hors d'oeuvres at one house and then a main dish at another house and then dessert dessert at another house and, you know, but really, really making the intention to have community Mm -hmm. because it is such a reflective time like you're talking about. And it's also a great time to plan, to plan for the spring, to plan for the new year, to plan for the changes you're going to apply in your life. It's a great time to 
create some goals, Mm -hmm. give yourself enough time to set up the tools you're going to need to achieve those goals and to really be able to prepare yourself because you do have this sort of time where you're maybe indoors more and like we said, more settled, more calm, more reflective. Mm -hmm. And so it is a great time to plan for those future projects. What all am I going to need? You know, whatever it is, whether it's personal, whether it's on your home, whether it's a job change, or it's a great time for planning. Mm -hmm. Very true. And when you plan, when you make those kind of lists, it just helps decrease a lot of your stress too. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's, there's a lot to be said for if people want to go back to our Ayurveda episode, it does have some great information about some books. And in each of those books, they'll mention seasons. They even have recipes that are reflective of those seasons. And then, you know, there's also like, it gives you specific activities that you can do with each season and how to combat that sort of change in your body, change in everything. It even changes your digestive system. Metabolism slows down naturally. I mean, there's a lot that happens, but it also can slow down, you know, your conversation. People will tend to hold things in. They'll tend to curl into their blanket instead of having a healthy conversation. So a lot of times uh, winter solstice, even though we say it's a time of reflection, it can also be a time where people will pull apart because it's, you know, just this time. It is hard. Mm -hmm. It can become hard. And so making sure that you either follow a daily sadhana or make sure that you get time to talk to people, reach out to people if you need to. There is also the need for really spending time in meditation. And I'm going to do the J word, journal. 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 That's on my list. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So let's hear the list. I didn't mean okay. to I didn't mean to take over. So let's hear the list. Oh no, no, no. I always love that's why I'm busy typing away and writing away. One thing you can you can celebrate winter solstice through rituals and ceremonies that can kind of amplify your own vibration and more deeply align with the energy of the seasons and release unwarranted darkness that's no longer serving you. And so one thing that I do all the time is I make a list and I, I usually don't do this on winter solstice, but I'm gonna start now. But I usually usually do it on New Year's Eve, but I think it would be better to do it with the solstice. But I write down a list of things that no longer serve me, things that I need to just let go of, things that I need to release. And a lot of times I have to really sit down and think about it. What do I need to release and let go of, even if it's negativity about body image or worry about my kids? What do I need to let go of to expand my own self, you know, and be more true to myself? And I really kind of think about worries and fears and regrets and stresses, everything that I just need to let go of. And I write them on this paper and I burn them. And there's just something very wonderful about watching it burn. It literally Mm -hmm. goes into the ether. Mm -hmm. Literally. The smoke into the Mm -hmm. ether. I went to, my mom had a friend that had a winter solstice party when I very first moved back to Tennessee. And she had given, she had made little um, sachets for everyone that had all kinds of herbs and neat things in. And then she had this big bonfire in her backyard and she had everyone walk around it in a circle, say out loud to them. Well, say out loud, but they, we weren't ever, no one was listening to each other, but stuff you wanted to let go of. And then after 
whatever she deemed the time was. Everyone threw their little sachet of herbs and stuff into the fire. It was really neat. I know it's pretty cool. So that's one of the rituals you can try, but you don't have to, if you live in an apartment in Minneapolis or down in Nashville or Kansas City, you know, don't be, don't be starting up a fire. Just go shred it and watch it shred. And that'll be just as good. Um, One thing you can do is make, have an intention and invite light back into your life. And so kind of reflect on what light means to you, what makes you feel illuminated and how you feel when you bask in the glow of the sun and how you feel when you feel radiant. How do you feel when you feel like you're giving off light to others and focus a lot on that and then make have an intention to invite the light back in Um, because our mind, you know, I say it all the time. Our mind is powerful. You know, if we believe something, you know, our mind believes it too. And another thing you've already talked about was nourish your body with grounding and warming foods. You've already talked about that, you know, thick, you know, thick stews and soups and root vegetables and especially spices uh, like ginger and turmeric, things like that, that are just so warm and good for our body, but they also boost our immunity too. Mm -hmm. So that time of the year, it's a good thing. Now, this is one that I've not intentionally done. Put a giant log in the fireplace because, you know, traditionally they, the big Yule logs were hoisted into the fireplace to illuminate and warm your home. Well, it's also a symbolic offering of light to welcome back the sun. Who knew, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so you can have like, do you guys, I mean, do you have a fireplace in your house? Yeah, we have a wood burning stove. Yeah. So you could definitely do that. Our other house, we had a wood-burning stove. And I miss that so much. We have a pot belly stove down here in the family room. And we last year used it at least three days a week. Mm-hmm. Like we when we were downstairs or when I was, you know, working from home. But then remember that our furnace went out too. So we literally stoked that pot belly fire mm-hmm. for I think it was like eight days before we got the furnace, but we managed because we had the big pot belly stove and it does warm. We had it so that the lower level, you had to be like in shorts, but it mm-hmm. kept the upper level so that we could sleep. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome. The last ritual is to bless the holiday tree. And not every home has trees during the holidays. And, you know, even fewer people now have real trees, but it is kind of a neat ritual to bless the tree and honor the tree itself too, because it comes from the earth. And we generally think of the Christmas trees um, as being a symbol of winter also, but you can sprinkle the branches in the trunk with, you know, herbs or spices or, you know, little Christmas potpourris. I've heard people sprinkling it with wine and cider, but I think that would kind of stink after a while. You know, maybe if you sprinkle Mm -hmm. it into the water, if it is a live tree, Mm -hmm. that maybe it absorbs it, you know, within a couple of at least a day and you refill the water the next day. Mm -hmm. Even if people don't have trees or they don't have traditions of Christmas trees or whatever, it can be done with a simple living plant. It can be done with the doors in your house by simply blessing all of the doors in your house Mm -hmm. for, you know, a positive entry every time you come in and out of the house or for travelers to be welcome. You know, there, there is intention that could be done that you can bless even if it's not a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. But I love the, that. 
Yeah, but just going through a ritual with, you know, where we would say maybe your family to where two or more are gathered, mm-hmm. where you're blessing whatever it is, and, you know, keep that as something sacred. There is one more bonus ritual, kind of, and that is to give back. And you can do that in any way you want to. I used to always volunteer at the soup kitchen when I lived in Texas. But you can find ways to donate food or donate clothes or do something because I love this quote. I didn't write this. Someone else did. Your efforts will illuminate someone's darkness and remind them that there's always light to be found. So it's a good reason to kind of volunteer and and give not just renewing yourself, but maybe give a little hope and joy to someone else through your gifts. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.